Welcome to the Coffee Buzz. I'm Brad. Thank you for joining me today. Thanks for tuning in, as we uh, used to say in the radio days. Glad you're here. And uh, I want to give a uh, shout out right off the top to one of my pod pals, Diana, over at the Pod Full of Sunshine. She is taking the vegan. I always mess this up, which is really weird for me, but it's the V January uh, challenge. And that's where you go a month being vegan. You'd think I would be able to pronounce this word right, but it just eludes me. <laughs> There's a movement out there, V January. And um, she's diving in, and I'm uh, really excited for her. Hopefully, it sticks. Uh, that's what happened with uh, my wife, Kim, and I. We, uh, we did V January back gosh, four years ago now, and we just never looked back. Um, it's a nice way to just sort of tip your toe in the water. I think 30 days is a really good uh, time to do it too, because uh, I know I've got the episode, the seven day vegan challenge, and that's really a good way to you know start off, but I think it takes about a month before you really start to see the benefits so really proud of uh diana check out their podcast too pod full of sunshine they have a lot of fun and uh, i really enjoy their show it's one of my go-to weekly shows so this week i wanted to talk about all the wonderful people out there on youtube a specific group actually <laughs> there's a uh, an interesting trend going on and uh people are claiming to be star seeds and uh, light workers there's uh, another group called indigos i even found one that was rainbow warriors it's a thing and um i just wanted to break these down for you a bit so the star seeds you may have heard this one this is pretty common but uh they're often called old souls and these beings originate from other star systems and galaxies. Uh, they're usually highly evolved souls with tremendous wisdom and a deep interest in spirituality. They're commonly drawn to metaphysics and they have an ability for spiritual growth that are typically much higher than those around them. Another one that is indigo children uh, this one came about in the 60s and 70s. It's a revolutionary period of time when there was a shift in the world's consciousness. And they, the indigos claim to be peace-loving people. They do not resort in violence, but they use their power of light to subdue negativity. What do we got next here? Light workers. Uh, light workers carry a flame of love and peace to illuminate the planet. And uh, they help raise the consciousness of mankind. Now, there are many different types of light workers, and they have different types of gifts or special powers, if you will. Uh, they are aware of their true purpose in life and often work as healers, psychics, uh, spiritual mediums, that kind of thing. And uh, they spread their higher spiritual knowledge to the masses. I think my favorite of these, at least right now, are the empaths. And the empath is warm-hearted, compassionate, intuitive people. And they love to help 
uh, they can't walk past someone who's in need without wondering how they could help them. Empaths tend to be thoughtful and attentive, which makes them really good listeners. They usually have a calming effect over the people around them and are typically sought after for advice. And they also have a deep love for animals and nature. This isn't just your normal level of empathy. I think all of us tend to have at least kind of out of the box, a standard amount of empathy. Um, but this one goes way beyond that. This is where you go to the very emotional state that someone else is in. And it doesn't matter what it is. If it's, you know, happy, you get happy, sad, uh, you feel that sadness. Or if someone is stressed, uh, you just kind of take it on. You can't just ignore uh, someone that's in a heightened state of mind. And there, there actually is some science behind this. I can't remember which episode I talked about this, but there's a thing called mirror neurons. And these brain cells activate uh, when someone is doing something. So mirror neurons are responsible for yawning. You know, when you see someone else yawn and you do the same, uh, the same thing happens with smiling or laughing. Uh, it seems like we're just hardwired to imitate each other's emotions. Um, the way that laughter can be contagious, for instance. I think this is also just a side note. I think this is why TV shows have a laugh track. Um, but these neurons also act whenever you see someone crying or if you see something very emotional and you just feel the, the old tug at the heartstrings. And the theory goes that empaths are hyperactive mirror neurons. They have more basically like the opposite of a sociopath where they would lack the mirror neurons. Um, so here are some signs of being empathic uh, as told to me by the all-knowing internet. So maybe we can figure out whether or not we're empaths or not. Some of these... I can relate to and uh, others not so much. So you seem to be more sensitive to the vibe of personalities in a room. You know, if you're one of those people that the vibe matters to you more than the average person, or uh, you suddenly feel overwhelmed or kind of an intense feeling of emotions, this is a sign that you could be an empath. Uh, this one I'm not sure about for me. I've been accused of being both sensitive and insensitive. So I don't know. This one could go either way for me. Uh, this one does remind me about the episode I did about pendulums of energy and how we absorb other people's energy. So I do think there's something to that. And as I said before, one of the hallmark signs of an empath is that they take on other people's emotions. So, you know, this goes way beyond the normal feeling of compassion or empathy for, you know, someone that you know or someone that you love. A true empath can take on other people's emotions without even trying. It's, uh, it's like an involuntary feeling, like that you're just as sad or angry or happy as the person that you're 
conversing with at that point. And they don't even have to speak to you. You know, you simply feel that energy. And this is a definite no for me. I probably fall under the normal range of compassion or empathy for a friend or, you know, a family member category. But I think this, to have this would be kind of overwhelming to deal with. I mean, it's it's enough of a challenge to deal with the gambits of emotions that are going on just within me. I don't, I don't think I could uh, take on everybody else's emotions. Another sign is that people go to you for advice. Uh, due to the intuitive nature of impasse, they're often sought out by family and friends for their empowering advice. Empaths have this innate ability to give compassionate, empathetic advice that helps people and can solve their dilemma. And if this is you, you might enjoy being helpful, offering advice to people, but it can also just take your energy level way down because you get so emotionally involved in whatever's going on in that person's life. And if you feel this way often, this is another sign um, that empaths have. I'm not sure about this one. Uh, people talk to me a lot because I listen, but I really don't think people actually seek unbiased advice. Uh, in my skeptical view, I think people tend to ask for others' opinions that are going to agree with a position that they've already decided on and they just want more validation on it. But they do tell me things because I have this bad habit of listening to people, but I, I don't think, they don't look to me for advice, I don't think. If you feel the intense emotions of the actors within a TV show or movie, you're probably an empath. Um, as a result, you might find yourself enjoying more shows or avoiding them altogether. Um, I think this is because empaths can actually put themselves in the shoes of the victim. Yeah, there are some shows that bother me. If uh, the victim is a child or an animal or uh, a woman, uh, I tend to have a hard time watching it. Now, <laughs> what's, what doesn't make sense about this is that if it's a guy, uh, you know, like a gangster movie or Fargo, something like that. I'm sort of just like, well, that guy had it coming. You know, I can watch any Martin Scorsese or Quentin Tarantino movie, and I love those. But if it's some kind of torture film where women are violently abused or children, I usually can't do it. Um, and if they've got a dog that dies in the movie, just, yeah, just get that one the hell away from me. I'm not watching it. <laughs> Empaths also know when people are lying to them. Yeah, the ability for an empath, they're basically so in tune with people that they can just tell. Um, it kind of makes them like a human lie detector test. I mean, I think I can spot a bad liar or if I know someone really well, but I definitely would not classify myself as a human lie detector. 
there have been a few times where someone has basically told me a bold face lie and I totally fell for it. Um, for instance, my neighbor right behind me, he's got this big tree and it grows into my backyard. And one day I was on the dog walk and I saw him uh, out there and I mentioned, hey, you know, the, the tree's getting overgrown. And he assured me that if I trimmed it, you know, he would haul off all the brush. And Kim was like, after we walked away, she says, you're never going to hear from that guy. And I said, no, I, I was positive that, uh, you know, he's a good guy. He, he's going to do it. And uh, he, he never did. <laughs> he, he's never followed up with the brush. I, I had to take care of that myself. So uh, this one is a big no on the, uh, on the empath test. Uh, another one is you worry or care a lot about what others think of you. Uh, another difficult thing for an empath is that they often worry about what others think. And additionally, their thoughts and opinions can really be detrimental to their self-esteem. If you ever felt like you care a little too much about the opinions of others, that's a, a major sign that you're empathic. Uh, I have, I've done this in the past, you know, cared too much about what other people thought, but it seems like the older I get, the less I care. It's like my, my give a damn about what other people think is, is pretty much busted at this point. Uh, I mean, I care about what a few people think, uh, but it's a, it's a short list that grows shorter every day. <laughs> I, uh, I kind of like what Wayne Dyer said. He famously said, uh, what other people think about me is none of my business. Empaths have a hard time handling confrontation. I mean, it's uh, basically unbearable for empaths. The thought of approaching someone uh, for a negative reason is, uh, is like a total mood killer for these folks. At times... This can leave empaths incapable of sort of handling everyday tasks because their mind is solely on this dreaded task of having to tell someone bad news or give them, you know, negative feedback. And not only this, but empaths tend to feel guilty after confronting someone because they never want to make anybody feel uncomfortable or uneasy. Now, this one is a big no for me. Um, if anything, I've kind of had to tone down my confrontation level. <laughs> a while back, I was in line at a car wash, you know, where you're sort of waiting for the bays to open up. And uh, waiting my turn. I was sitting there waiting my turn like, a, you know, a civilized adult to do. And this dude just whips in front of me and he takes my spot. So I got out of the car and I went and told him, I said, hey, man, you know you just cut, right? And he yelled something back at me like, uh, you know, taking too long to pull into the spot. And I said, look, you know, it's fine. I'm, I'm not going to fight you over the car wash stall, but uh, I, just, I just wanted you to know that I know that you cut in line. <laughs> and he got all huffy and he like uh, got in his car and pulled off real fast and uh, I, I kind of thought it was funny 
And who knows, maybe he was an empath. and He was worried too much about what I thought. Another sign is that uh, empaths worry too much or more than maybe they should. Uh, they're typically the biggest worriers in the world. They overthink tiny details and often like second guess tough decisions. And this worry keeps them up at night. It, it raises their anxiety levels and gives them this sort of sinking feeling in the pit of their stomach. I used to struggle with anxiety uh, and worry, but really not anymore. I mean, I'm human, so sometimes I get worried, but I just have sort of this mantra that everything will be okay, no matter what. And that's sort of my go-to when, you know, things get a little hectic, um, or that like, another mantra is everything is always working out for me. Now, some of these signs resonate with you. Don't don't feel bad about it because being an empath is a gift. Um, you can connect to people on deeper levels. You tend to have real conversations and you always know exactly what to say to someone. And you have this way about you that calms and relaxes anyone around and this is why people tend to gravitate towards empaths as great friends partners uh, parents and you know what's funny is when i started this episode i had this idea i thought i am absolutely an empath i, I you know people listen to me i love nature i love animals but uh i think i only checked a few of the boxes at best here so I'm, I'm like the normal level of empathy and can listen to people. Um, maybe I'm a star seed instead. Maybe, maybe that'll be a future episode. <laughs> we'll, uh, we shall see. Stay tuned to find out. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. You can find me on Instagram at the Coffee Buzz PC and Facebook at the Coffee Buzz Podcast. And as always, online at thecoffeebuzzpodcast.com. Thanks again, and I will talk to you next week.